When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you want to improve the character and value of your home for less than you think, then Froome's Prestige Paving and Patios are the right team for you. With Prestige, no job is too big or small, whether it's driveways, landscaping, patios, or anything else, Prestige has over 17 years of experience, and backed up with a checker trade rating, you need look no further than Prestige Paving and Patios. For your no-obligation-free quote, then head over to prestigepavingandpatios.co.uk or give them a call on 0755 246 2451. And remember, there's nothing as prestigious as Prestige Paving and Patios. Oh, Ewan, you've been a busy boy in your garden, I see. <laughs> well, actually, Pat, it wasn't me. I hired a professional. Well, it looks wonderful. Whoever it was has done such a great job. Who was it? It was Anstis Grounds and Gardens. I really do recommend them. Locally based, with over 10 years' experience. They came and did my new fencing, laid my new turf, and did all this beautiful new planting for me. It's stunning. But I've only got a small garden. Ah, that won't be a problem, Pat. Ansys Grounds and Gardens do all sorts, from general garden maintenance to large grounds and estate management. And not only that, they're lovely fellers as well. Ansys Grounds and Garden it is then. You'd better give me their details. With Ansys Grounds and Gardens, you get professional experience from start to finish. A professional team, professional quality materials, with professional results. For your no-obligation free quote, call Sam on 07826... Four three double zero double four, or go online and search Anstis Ground and Gardens. And remember, if you want professional, you want Anstis Ground and Gardens.
Hi, I'm John Slarko, and you're listening to James and James on arguably one of the best podcasts on a TTM sports show. So welcome to episode 50 of the TTM Sports Show. We are delighted to be joined by former England international, Crystal Palace legend, Coventry City, Reading, Brentford, Charlton and Fulham winger, tricky winger, John Salako. John, how are you doing? Good evening, guys. I'm great. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Um, obviously, John... Probably a bit before our time, I would say, your career, maybe. We're in our early 30s, so I think your your prime would have probably happened before we were really aware of what was going on in the footballing world, but that doesn't mean to say we don't know who you are and respect you. Um, obviously, the, the main one for us, England International, five caps for England, unbelievable achievement. Um, what I wanted to start off with, John, s- summarise what happened when you got your England call-up. Uh, what sort of form were you in at the time? And then what was it like when you first met up with a camp? So it was incredible in a sense where when I came through at Palace, um, I had to go on loan to Swansea in mm. 1989. Um, so I'm not I'm not getting in the side. I want to play. I'm saying to Stevie Cobb, I need to go on loan. I go on loan, Ian Evans, Swansea. We played Cup Winners Cup. Uh, they won the, the uh, Welsh Cup. And playing a couple of his Panathinaikos, get a couple of goals, come back. And then, you know, I think we signed Nigel Martin. Oh, what a goalie. Yeah. You know, do you remember we lost 9-0 at uh, Liverpool? I was away playing with Swansea uh, in 89 when we lost 9-0. Um, Perry Suckling obviously got lambasted, which he, he, nothing was his fault. But anyway, we came back. Richard Shaw came back from loan. Oh. We signed Nigel Martin. We signed Eric Young, uh, Nigel Thorne from Wimbledon, and we got into the, you know, the semi-final of the FA Cup with Liverpool. Uh, again, Goliath, you know, David versus Goliath. That that semi-final was incredible. Beat them Man United replay, and it was a catalyst. And then the the, the following year, we we finished third in the Premier League. Um, and we won the Zenith Data Systems Cup. We beat Everton 3-1 at Wembley, grabbed the goal. Um, you know, it's, and, and, and I can remember, I think the season had finished. Actually, it was, it was weird. The last game of the season was Man United at home. That was it. And, and I, I needed two goals to get my goal bonus, which is 10 goals. Right. And... Um, you know, it was back in the day when I was happy to to create and and make goals for Bright and Wright and you know those guys, Ian Dowie, whoever you know. But it was mainly Wright and Bright. And that day, I was shooting from everywhere. I was like, I was going to get yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I just I was probably that day. It was every I was everything I hoped I probably could. It, you know, if I was selfish and ruthless and and everything, probably the the players are now. We were we were probably a little bit too much team players and Tim, but it, the, the, that's why the game was better then. Um, I feel, but anyway, I, I get my two goals, righty and brighty, just hating on me, just, <laughs> you know, just giving me all sorts of, you know, and I was just, uh, you know, the, we broke up and I was, I was, I was mowing the lawn. I had the, you know, I probably had about a 10 by 10 lawn and, you know, little tiny lawn at the time. And I had a little one of those fly mows. Yeah. And then, you know, the girlfriend at the time sort of shouts out the window, says, oh, John, it's some um, Grant Taylor on the phone. And I was like, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, it's Shawzy or Chris Coleman or someone messing around or, you know, one of the lads. So I'm on the phone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get, yeah, right. He's like, 
John, it's 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 Graham Taylor. Like, oh my God, it is. You know, so I just <laughs> want to let you know that I'm calling you up to the England squad. Um, just want to let you know before it breaks. And I was like, wow. And I, 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 do you know what? I didn't even know what to say. I was like, thank you very much, and put the phone down. And I just couldn't breathe and couldn't think. And I'm like, wow, okay, this is surreal. So I, you know, back then, as you're saying about you youngsters, back then we didn't have Sky Sports. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Put on, I put on teletext, and you know, so it comes up, and and I actually take a picture of it, and it, you know, sort of looking at that squad, and you're thinking Lineker, you know, sort of, um, you know, Walker and Pierce, and you know, you sort of looking at his squad, thinking, wow, and. I think it takes a while. I think I must have probably sat there for a few hours just sort of thinking. And then overwhelmingly, what comes along is just, this is what I've been working for. This is what I want. This is, yeah, this is. This so is. when you, um, when you, did, I mean, did you go back to training before you actually turned up at the England training camp? Did you literally walk in like, you know, I am the granddaddy oh. right now? Um, no. So I, so I ended up going on the Australasian tour for three weeks, but yeah. in, in the summer, yeah. So literally we're, we're off. So I don't see the lads or, yeah. So I don't have that. I don't have that um, interaction with the rest of the guys mm. before I go. So the next thing you do is you're turning up at the airport, you know, and, um, you know, standing there, I'm, you know, Mark Walt was who I ended up sharing a room with, was just one of my legends. I'm like, <laughs> wow. You know, so it, it was- I remember just, him at Swindon, Mark Walters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the, he, you know, Mark, Mark was one of the, you know, I, I think one of the most gifted players, but it was just being around that. But I think what you, you know, what I think you have to do, and luckily I think what I did was you, you just embrace that and think, right, just can go up, turn up and be the best you can and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I I spoke to my father. He's a, obviously a massive football fan. I said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll be speaking to John Salako." And the first words that come out of his mouth was, "Great player, immediately great." Every young football fan always looks to their dad uh, for for guidance of the game, and he said immediately, "Class, class player." If we were to qualify for the nineteen ninety four World Cup, he believes you should have went. I mean, do you think if we qualify for the ninety four World Cup, you would have snuck into that squad? Well, it's it's really weird because what happens? I went to Australia, made my debut in Australia, uh, in the Olympic Stadium in, in Sydney. Um, and then consequently played obviously two New Zealand games and then mm. played in Malaysia. Uh, I think Gary Lineker flew in for that goal. You know, I think I've crossed a couple in for him. And then we came back and we, the, the, the next season started. Uh, and I was, I think we were, I was, it was Leeds at home. Um, and it's funny, I had a phone call from an agent said, um, I was, I'm, I'm in Bari, I've touted a few, they, they want a wide player, I've touted a few, Del Gordon and, and someone else. Uh, I think David Platt was playing for Bari at the time. Yeah. And right. they'd mentioned my name and they wanted to buy me. And I was like, I started learning Italian because I, I, you know, Serie A was the place to play at the time. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, yeah, so I was all set and, and I went, yeah, I'd love to go. So... We were playing Leeds at home at uh, at Sellers Park and, you know, I was going to sit down. It was the October window and I was going to go and sit down and chat with them the next day um, and hopefully move over there. And I remember Graham Taylor was there, England manager. We had a European qualifier coming up. And, uh, yeah, the, my, you know, my knee exploded and, you know, I'm 
I was out. So that was devastating. And that was the start of really that bit. So, you know, it, it was like, that was a massive, massive um, thing. But, you know, sort of went, you know, okay, fine, this will happen. So 10 months out, rehabilitated, got back and got back in the England squad. And by then it was Terry Venables. Um, and I remember saying, because I had my two operations in West Hollywood, and I can remember saying to the surgeon, and, you know, just sort of before I left, because I sort of spent some time, she sort of stayed there for three weeks. You can't fly too soon because of your, your, your operation. Um, and I, I, I remember saying, look, I'm, I'm going to be back in 94. 94 is my time. That, yeah. that is my World Cup. I remember just going, that is my World Cup. I'm going to play in that World Cup. And, you know, that, that, and then obviously when I got injured the second time, uh, mm. that kind of put paid to that. And, uh, you know, I was obviously, I, I flew back and had an operation with them. And that was one of the first conversations as well. You know, it's not really going to happen. So, yeah. I think um, um, first and most foremost is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would have been a well, it'd have been bittersweet, really, wouldn't it? You know, England qualified, but you wouldn't have been able to go. Uh, very disappointing. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're mainly associated with Crystal Palace, John. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a legend at Palace. Um, so, obviously, in 1995, you moved to, across to Coventry. Now, obviously, at the time, Premier League <laughs> Club Coventry, 96, sorry. Um, yeah. Firstly, how, how did that come about? Why why did you end up leaving Palace and and why Coventry? Yeah, so great question. Um, do you know what? I grew up, I joined Palace when I was 13. I went through the academy. I, you know, you know, reserves first team and I played there and it's all I knew, local team. And to be fair, that first team of Wright, Bright, um, Andy Thorne, Jeff Thomas, and all those guys, you know, they all moved on. They all moved on. So when I had these injuries, and by the time I came back, the team had changed. The team had moved on. You now had Chris Coleman. You still had, you know, you had Dean Gordon. um, Obviously, Richard Shaw was still there. You had Gareth Southgate. You had... Chris Armstrong. David White. Yeah, Chris Armstrong. You know, Ricky Newman. The team had changed. Mm. And I came into that side, and we we won the the championship. Uh, We had some good times. We won the championship... And I can just remember thinking, do you know what? Times have changed. And I just I just felt I needed a new challenge. I needed to move on. There was new guys coming on the block. And I felt I'd I'd run my time there. Yeah. Um I, I thought I needed a new challenge. And um I, I went on holiday. I sort of literally the season finishes, and really as soon as the season finishes, you need to get away. So I had Jamaica booked half moon in Jamaica, which is a fabulous place. Um, I literally put my suitcases down and I was, um, you know, a couple of cocktails, chill out. But my agent rings, says, oh, Kevin Keegan wants to sign you for Newcastle. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know what? Love Kevin, love Newcastle. I'm all over that. I will sign when I get back. So put the phone down, another cocktail. He says, uh, yeah, Kevin said, uh, you need to come back now or, or leave it. So I was like, oh, man, <laughs> man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily at the time, we, we were sponsored by Virgin Atlantic. So I called Richard Branson. I didn't really. I, I, <laughs> I was like, Richard, can you, uh, can you hook me up with a, with a flight back to England? Yeah, so, but luckily I was, I was able to, to, to call the Virgin guys and they, they put the flight back. So yeah, yeah. 
you know, three, two, three days later, uh, I flew back and went up to Newcastle and it was a really weird one because they were trying to sign David Ginola at the time. And um, I think David Ginola wanted like 30 grand a week and um, Kevin had gone, no, we're not giving you 30 grand a week, which is like, and I, that's, that's the sign of the times back then. And it's chump change now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I can remember, I, you know, I can remember asking for 10 grand a week and I was struggling to get that. So, um, you know, it, it, it was, and, and in all honesty, I think that was the beginning of the end for Kevin because there was like Sir Douglas Hall and Kevin and there was Jay McGinty and, and Douglas Hall, his son. And there was, you know, there was a little bit right. And, and to be fair, I was like, you can sign both of us. Come on. I mean, I, I oh, that side, Rolf Fox, Ferdinand, mm. you know. So close. Lee, Robert Lee. You know, just, uh, do you know what? I was looking at that and I, I remember just sort of being there thinking, oh, this is, oh, this is like going to be such a brilliant move. And I was desperate for it to happen. And, and, and I think Kevin even said to me, look, if the, this might if this doesn't happen today, it's, it's probably not going to happen. And I ended up going back um, down the motorway and um, they signed Janela and, you know, whatever happened, happened with Kevin. And we got back and got a call from Ron Atkinson. And Ron Atkinson, you know, sort of went up there. I spoke to Ron and I, I do you know what? I was kind of like, you know, Coventry's always been a really nice club, just a steady, lovely club. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, you thought, actually, why not? Do you know what? Mm. And I and I just made a decision. I thought I'd like to move and sort of looked at the squad and and do you know, Noel Whelan, Peter and Love and you know, sort oh, of what player, player, what player. There. And, and and then Darren Huckabee came and, and you had oh. Dion Dublin and, yeah. and then McAllister came and Steve back. It was it was such a, it was a brilliant move in the end. I mean, it, Richard, Richard you know, Shaw was there as well, wasn't he, at Coventry? Shawsy came. And if, yeah. funny enough, I mean, Shawsy, you know, the, the, it's incredible, Richard, because we were the first, Palace disbanded their youth team. And the first two players that got picked up when they started against me and Richard, same mm. age, white mum, black dad. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, and both our dads died when we were young. Uh, you know, the, the, actually, the, the, the you know the, the connections and and the, and the you know the circumstances the parallels. Yeah, the parallels of of of, our, of us being together and us spending our whole more or less our whole careers together because you know we had twelve years at Palace. I moved to Coventry. He moved to Coventry, and you know we we literally spent sort of fifteen years together sharing rooms and stuff. I mean, he was yeah. he was a nightmare because he he was. And the people don't quite understand this because when you share a room with someone, it's a, it's a big commitment because I used to like going to bed early and he didn't. The yeah. amount of time I wake up at two in the morning and the telly will be on, he'll be fast asleep and I have to go and turn the telly off. Yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> you, know, um, you, you get some, you know, you get some good and bad um, room partners. But uh, when I, you know, I think I had Tony Daly and Mark Walters when I was the England camp, but ultimately uh, I think I ended up rooming on my own because you can do your own thing and just yeah of course just, you know you can just go to sleep and wake up when you want and and that's very important 
No, absolutely. Well, first of all, as England fans, we go to all the England games. We're trying to build our caps to get to the next major tournament as part of Supporters Club. So for England fans, we thank you for your service to our to our wonderful footballing nation. Um, and James, we've got a couple more questions and then we'll move on to the to the, to the games, really. And a nod to also the, uh, the surgeons. Fantastic job with uh, the recovery and the operation with yourself for that injury as well. They, they did a great job, really, looking into that. So, yeah. Yeah, one thing I want... Go on, John, sorry. I just quickly say, I didn't get to say, by far the most special thing that ever happened and um, everything that I ever dreamed of. And the, the biggest thing I, I have to uh, remonstrate, you know, I do end up, you know, I, there's a couple of times when I've been, and I said, do you know what, just out of, I only got 5 million caps. And people say, you got 5 million caps. But when I, it's the most special thing. And, you know, it's the most special things I've got. I got my shirts out and, you know, caps. Mm you know, there'll always be something that, you know, will stay with me for the rest of my life. And you know, even now I will, you know, stand up and, you know, just watching the boys and singing the national anthem and being there. I wish I'd have got more. I wish I'd, I'd played more. I wish I'd have played in tournaments. But the truth is, I think I was something like the 890th person to represent England for, you know, and that's so special. I think it's about 1,200 people now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the latest so, one was um, Ramsdale. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so incredibly special, and um, so you know, I'm I'm so grateful. It's an elite, yeah, it's, it's an elite club of uh, of individuals, isn't it? You know, well, it's the cream you, of the crop. Yeah, it's the best. You, yeah, and then you should be proud and, of yourself. Do you know what I? Uh, you know, I really am. I am so grateful and so honoured to have represented um, England and have pulled on that shirt, and you know, represent the, the club and country, the Queen, and. You know, I you know I love love the fact that Gareth Southgate's. You know, I'm so proud of him that yeah. he put the back in the shirt because, you know, when I you know I, in my days when I used to watch England and I'd be sitting there going, you know, I want to be there, I want to do that, and I'm gonna, mm. you know, I want to go. And um, you know, I've got a brother that that was in the armed forces and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, just after you know, we we think about all those guys, but it's it's the same feeling for me. It's the same feeling of yeah, you know, absolutely. I I would have loved to be in the SAS or a paratrooper. It's pride. Up. Yeah, you know, I would have gone there and, and having been able to, to stand there, I, I feel the same, having to represent England and, you know, go and go and, go and represent England was just so special and, and so amazing. So You're right. Well, you had five caps, mate. I'll take five seconds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, when, and I do feel bad sometimes. When I do. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should I be proud. I bad when I go, I only got five, but it's only out of, that's only born out of, Oh, you know, I'm just absolutely devastated that I, you know, didn't get yeah. on. To go to that <laughs> so, uh, shifting gears, John, I've got a couple, couple of questions which you can roll into one. Um, <laughs> one we always like to ask people: the best manager you'd played under, and the best player you'd played with. Yeah, so arguably Stevie Coppel. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Do you know why? Because I suppose Stevie Coppel was Man United. He was one of my heroes. Um, mm. Kevin Keegan, Trevor Brooking. Glenn Holmes, God, um, you know, watching players and, and, and Stevie Coppel was iconic. And when he came, you know, obviously got an injury, finished at 28 and had to come. And he was just a breath of fresh air and he was very simple. Um, and he just put round, round pegs in round holes and square pegs. You know, he was, you know, he, and he used to say to me, you know, he, he gave me a lot of the philosophy of getting wide, getting wide and getting me the ball. And he was very instrumental because I was a striker when I was a kid. I loved playing up front. 
you're banging lots of goals. And but there was Brighton right, and he said, "Well, do you want to play on the left?" And I went, "Yeah, I'll play anywhere, Gaffer." So yeah, absolutely, I played on the left, and unfortunately, I never really got to. Um, get back in the middle, which I'd love to have done to score goals. But I did used to say to Wrighty, who's the best player I played with, Ian Wright was just, when he came, he was so raw and so, you know, he was just so unique, but he just wanted it so badly. Yeah. Um, and he was just, he was a diamond that just got polished and every day he came in mm. and he was just amazing because he was, he was arguably the most effervescent, most charismatic, most enthusiastic most passionate player I ever played with. And he'd come in and go, oh, did you see what Ronaldo did? Did you see what Zico did? Did you see what so-and-so did? And we'd practice it. We'd play it. We, he lived the game and we lived the game. And he would grab me and go, right, Richard, you come and defend. Nigel Martin, you get in goal. We're going to... We, we, we didn't ever leave the training ground. We were just... Yeah, yeah. We loved it so much. And he is what he is because you see his passion and you see his work ethic and his dedication, it was just, it was just everything. And to see him go to Arsenal and blossom into this swan that, you know, it was just um, incredible. So, you know, and Steve brought that out in us because he just allowed us to be who, who, who we were. Um, he gave us a platform, which, which was fantastic. I mean, fierce dressing room, but, you know, people, you know, but he gave us a canvas to go and paint, some pictures and boy, mm. did yeah, yeah. You know, listen, Paul Gascoigne, England. Paul Gascoigne is the best player of 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 our gen. You know, ever. I you know, along with Glenn Hoddle, I'm saying he's right up there. Paul Gascoigne was a genius. Yeah. Paul Gascoigne was just so brilliant, um, and it was amazing. Um, and 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 very differently. I mean, I didn't play at club level with Gaza, but at England level, I mean, Gaza. Seriously, uh, and I, I, I think such such a shame. But he was a true genius. He's the best I've seen. I think George Best. I didn't see play. Maradona's my favourite player of all time, and he's right up there. He's right up there with the gods. You know, the Zicos, the Zidans. The you know, he he really was. Um, unfortunately, he got the injuries, and you know. Yeah, cup final. George and and um, only played three hundred and fifty games, but yeah, I mean, go back to righty, phenomenal, absolutely fantastic. But Gary McAllister has to get a special mention. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a character! Oh, oh, oh my God! When I I didn't appreciate Gary McAllister until he came to Coventry, and after he left Coventry, I think he went and went five, won five trophies with Liverpool. But that's right. Gets him at Leeds and Scotland, but when you work with geniuses up close, you just go, wow, wow. okay. Yeah. It was technique, wasn't it? technique with Gary. He didn't look like uh, on the TV. He wasn't the most, uh, let's say, uh, you know, a uh, hundred mile an hour sprinter, but it's always that look when he, when he, it was, it was the master of the clipped ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of just clip it. Lovely. Vision. Yeah. Vision style. Cause that's what we thought. Cause I thought he was done when he left Coventry and he went to Liverpool with Julio. But, Actually, that experience and that subtlety of being able to open up the doors and, you know, play between the lines and create a little bit of magic in that midfield, like, you know, saw Thiago do at the weekend in that midfield. Yeah. You need those subtleties to be able to get on the ball and, and create magic. And unfortunately, going back to the three lines, that's one thing that we need to find to make up. You know what? It's that little thing that we need. I thought Ross Barkley was going to be the guy. Bellingham. 
don't know who's gonna be the guy. Is I, I still think I still think there's a player in Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek, mm. yes. Foden, Foden's the yeah. closest I've seen. Do you know what I mean? To be able yeah. to, you know when you're looking at David Silva, you're looking at that magic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the brain, the, the eye, the yeah. needle. Yeah. When you look at the top top teams, and you watch top players, and you watch France, and you watch Belgium, that the you, you know they can. They can break lines and they yeah. can create and go past their men. And once you, you know, once you break the lines, you can go and make things happen. And it's the one little subtle element that England are lacking at the moment. You know, with Rice and obviously, you know, Phillips, yeah, in Phillips in midfield. And if it's you know Henderson or you know, we we sort of did it with Gerrard and Lampard, and you always felt skulls was that. I don't know what yeah. it is with because you know you look back and you think. Why wasn't Skulls that man? Why, you know, but that's why Gareth's job's so hard. And, and, and you know, the direction we're going is, is fantastic. And I, I think we need to get more English players playing in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, we do need to go abroad. I think, you know, I think we need to go and have experiences and be in, in Serie A in the Bundesliga and, mm. and go and play in, in Ligue 1 and, uh, you know, grow and come back and play. So, you know, it, it, it's it's exciting times. I love where the Premier League's at. I love where English football's at. And, you know, we create, we, we produce a lot of talent. So, but we just need to to embrace that. And, you know, hopefully that's going to culminate in uh, us winning at some stage. Yeah, a lot of the England fans, when we, when we talk, uh, when we go away with England, uh, a lot of fans are, I mean, Qatar, I think most England fans would be happy with, with a, you know, quarters, semi. Um, but we're we're earmarking uh, Germany 2024. It's on our doorstep. We know if England played on the moon, we we had our fans. That that's the same because we love the game with every inch of passion and being in our body. But Germany 2024, a lot of players will be coming into their prime. But John, um, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the to the game that uh, our listeners love uh basically a game of, of fact or fiction because we're aware that time's ticking um and it's going very fast <laughs> very very fast mm. indeed so uh james if you want to explain the rules to john and uh yeah we'll, we'll crack on with that so john what i've got is i've got five statements i would say they are or or bits of fact um bits of yeah just five statements basically and it's literally a simple fact or fiction true or false yes um James is on a losing streak. Um, got so by Abby Sodji. Is this yeah. about anything? Or no, football, football, football only. Yeah. So do I think these are true or false? Yeah, Correct. exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I'm ready when you boys are. Let's play fact or fiction. So, number one, and John, I'm going to come to you first as the guest. Number one. Brazil are the only non-European nation in the current top 10 of FIFA's world rankings. Is that fact or fiction? Fiction. James? Well, it's a question mark over Argentina. Um, I'd say that's fiction. You are both right. Brazil are in second and Argentina are in fifth so there are two non-european teams in the the fifa world we're doing rather well at the moment i say but yeah mm. so there we go um number two james i'll come to you first james dennis bergkamp never scored a premier league penalty fact or fiction fact john 
Dennis is arguably, it's in my top three. I'm a little bit of a gooner at heart. Oh, okay. Burkamp, Omri is my favourite player. Burkamp is right up there. I'd, I'd say that's fact. I can't remember Dennis scoring a penalty, oh, no. No. It is fiction. Dennis oh. Burkamp has scored a Premier League penalty. John Hartson famously said about... Uh, Dennis Burkham, that if he played in the snow, he wouldn't leave any footprints. And uh, even as a Tottenham fan, I can appreciate what a player Dennis Burkham was. So after that one, it's one apiece. Wow. Number three, John, I'm coming to you first. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the only Norwegian to have managed in the Premier League. Fact or fiction? Fiction? Didn't the guy that managed Wimbledon was Norwegian? Yeah, Egg Olsen. Egg, Swedish. Sorry, I've given... Sorry, I'm not trying to... No, no, no. You I may be wrong, though, John. You may be wrong. Egg James? Was he Swedish? I'm going to say fiction. I know James? Henningberg's a manager, but he hasn't managed in the Premier League. And I would say Egg, Egg Olsen, was, but I'm debating whether he was Swedish or Norwegian. So I'm going to I'm gonna match John. I'm going to match him up and take it long because I don't want to lose. I've got, I got beat by Effie Soji massively last yeah. time. So I don't want to, yeah. Sorry, can, I, did, can you just ask that question again? Sorry. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is the only Norwegian to have managed in the Premier League. Fact or fiction? That, that is, sorry, I'm, I'm being a bit silly here. Sorry, James. I Because I, I, that was pre-Premier League. So I'm going to go, that is fact. I'm going with fiction. And you're going with fiction, James. Yeah. It is fiction. James, you mentioned him. Henning Berg. Henning Berg managed Blackburn. Did he? Yes. What, after Steve Keane? Did he after care Steve... No, he was a full-on manager. He was there for about eight months and then he was sacked. Oh, so I, didn't, I didn't know he'd actually... I knew he was a good manager, but I didn't know he'd actually... Yeah, so Henning Berg was Blackburn manager. Well, that's luck. Uh, that's pot luck there. I think he also played for him, didn't he? Yeah, did he, he did. Play that's where Man United... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that is... Uh, James, you're 2-1 up. You're 2-1 up. Going into number four. James, I'm coming to you first. Right. Fact or fiction? At the 1974 World Cup, Ugh. Johan Cruyff had to have a special two-striped Holland shirt Fact. made for him instead of the standard three-striped Adidas shirt that the rest of the squad wore. Well, when, is that fact yeah, or fiction? When I wrote for Kit magazine, um, it was a it was a contractual dispute over the manufacturers of the of the shirts where Holland were were promoted and made you know by by Adidas, um, but Johan Cruyff was actually with somebody else, I believe. I've obviously got that maybe the wrong way around, but I'm sure that that that's a fact. John, I'm desperate here, are I? <laughs> I. I don't know whether I'm going to leave it to the fifth. fifth um, I'm going to go back. That sounds as though you know what you're talking about. <laughs> now he's going to say it's wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we saying, John? Fact. You're both right. It is yeah. a fact. It was actually Puma. He was in a, he was, uh, in a boot deal with Puma and they That's would right. not allow him to wear the uh, free striped shirt. So everyone else had free stripes and uh, Johan Cruyff only had two stripes. Mm. I actually read that in his book, which is a fantastic read. Um, so number five, John, I'll come to you first. You need this one to snatch a draw. I'll take a draw. John, the shortest managerial career in Premier League history is just 41 days. Fact yeah. or fiction? Fact. James? Clough leads. No, Premier League. Premier saying. League. Ah, okay. 
I like John, so I don't mind. I've got two people in mind, but I'm not going to mention them. I'm I'm going to go I'm I'm going to go fiction because it's a it's a win win for me. Right, who's your two you got in mind, John? Well, I'm thinking about Stevie Coppel's little. Is it? No, that was mine. Be only 28 days at Man City, but that might be pre. Was that pre? No, that might be pre Premier League, but. Frank De Boer couldn't have stayed very long. Oh, that's a very good shout. Although he did join in the summer, so he would have actually accumulated a few more days because it wasn't until sort of middle of September, end of... I actually went to the first game after that. I thought it might be a trick. It might be more of a policy question that you were asking. That you don't like to throw him in. I do like to throw a curveball in, John. But, however, John, you have snatched a draw. You have snatched a draw. It is a fact. Although, the manager in question of just 41 days is Les Reed at Charlton oh, Athletic. Yeah. Charlton. 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 Yeah. Charlton as well, I believe. Yeah, November, yeah. November the 14th, 2006, till Boxing Day, 2006. He was sacked on Boxing Day. So, boys, it is a draw. No oh, tie, no tiebreaker this time. So, James, you break the losing streak with a very creditable draw against John that. Salako. I'm, I'm happy with that. Thank you. I, do you know what? The Premier League is so ruthless. I'm, it I, is. I'm yeah. like, that's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> because, you know, sadly, you know, you, you, you actually just hung out to dry and uh, unfortunately they just made changes. So. Well, I know that only too well, John, as a Tottenham fan. And, um, you know, I was I was even calling for Nuno's head after we lost 3-0 against Arsenal. And I'm normally pretty, you know, I'm pretty loyal uh, to managers at the club. But uh, so there we go. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.